Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome back to the Word Affairs. I hope you all had an absolutely amazing week. I hope you all got up to something that you really needed ticking off your list, just had some time to yourself or just enjoyed some of the weather because I noticed it doesn't really feel like autumn. I don't know why, like I was getting some summer vibes here and there because some of these days were quite warm and sunny but what I did to really get into the autumn vibes because I mean if you don't know, um, autumn is absolutely like my favourite season, hands down, I don't think anything can beat autumn, okay and I am so obsessed with it, okay so um, what I did just to kind of get into the, into the I don't know, the vibe, the mood for it. There's this candlelight I always buy, okay? And it's called, um, what's it called? I've got it on right now as I speak. The gingerbread candle. Now, I know one of you would be probably saying, oh, hang on, gingerbread, that's like Christmas, right? But trust me, I can't explain it to you. If you would ever smell this candle, you'd literally think, wow, that gives me such mad autumn vibes, okay? And, um... In fact, I've been, this is the third year now that I've bought it. So it's kind of like a little tradition for me now. Um, You can actually pick it up from, hear me out, Home Bargains. So you know that brand and it's like a, it's like a knockoff version of Yankee and it's called um, Wit. Wickford yeah Wickford and Co I'm not joking this is literally like the best knockoff I have ever seen in my life okay because not only do 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 they look like Yankee they've got the jars they've got the mini ones they've got the middle range ones they're like flavors are so unique to them as well so like this gingerbread one for example I've never ever gone anywhere else to look for one all i'm trying to say to you guys is if you really want to get into this autumn vibes please go and pick up this orange brownie colored gingerbread scented candle from hubbagas and you'll just understand what i'm saying okay so moving on to this week's episode the other week i put up a poll asking everybody what they wanted to listen to and the two choices were interracial marriages in islam and you know in the context of muslims and studying islam so obviously it had many many um choices for interracial marriage that was a big winner so that's what we did last week if you haven't listened to it yet please do check it out it was last week's episode did very well mashallah and loads of people had such good um opinions and reviews to be giving about it so please do if you have any questions or any kind of opinions to be given about it please do let me know um i also had to go back and edit it with a correction about one of the things I said in it it was wrong and I apologize for that so please do go back and check that for me and let me know what you think of it but for this week we're going to be talking about studying Islam so obviously I am a Muslim you guys you know if you've been listening to podcasts quite frequently um I was born a Muslim obviously Pakistani um and the crazy thing is about that is even though I was obviously born a Muslim into a Muslim household Islam is my faith and you know um i'm very aware of that i on the other hand however didn't really know much about it so obviously knew that i had to pray five times a day knew the pillars of islam um and i just you know knew things here and there but in 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 the sense of like why we do the things we do and like how we do them i actually did not know so um 
Alhamdulillah, I think it was last year, um, 2020, in around about the time of like February, March, I got very close to my deen and I started to do quite a bit of research actually about Islam and just about what it means to be a natural Muslim. And um, the crazy thing about that was obviously it started off baby baby steps and um, today I think I am so much more in love with my religion than I ever was when I first ever really understood what the word Muslim even means back when I was a kid. So I think the greatest thing about Islam is it's one of those religions where, you know, you may be born into it, but you actually may not know fully why you're doing the things you do. But there's just so many places to look. Um, and so obviously, like I said, I, I was doing quite a bit of research about it. So it uh, started off quite baby steps, obviously praying, etc. Um, understanding truly why we wear the hijab, understanding all of the aspects and the concepts. And then what I moved on to doing was actually studying Islam. So obviously, those are two very different things. And when we talk about studying Islam, what I mean by that is actually truly looking into the um how do you say it? the texts how, um, looking into you know the information that we provided about Islam and what better way is there to go about that than to look in the Quran now obviously if you are not a Muslim you um may or may not know that the Quran is written in Arabic and it's a very traditional type of Arabic. So this is obviously um, a book that was never changed, a book that was um, never written by a human per se. These are like direct words from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's our way to connect to our creator. It's a way of truly understanding what is expected of us, what is required of us, what has been gifted to us and you know what is basically ours in Islam and the crazy thing is that um, a lot of us obviously have read the Quran you know me for example I finished it off twice in in Arabic but like did I actually ever understand what it was saying not really and the reason for that is obviously because Arabic is not a language that I can understand um, now obviously um the, the the best thing about the Quran, I guess, is that you can buy it in any language, first of all. You know, you can you can find it in absolutely any language. It's a translation as such. So um obviously I have a, a English version, I've got a Arabic version, and then I've got one version where it's got the Arabic text and then the English on the side. And um again with that is it definitely provides a translation of what we are basically reading, um, a better understanding of what's expected of us. But again, even with that, the the, the crazy thing is that you can analyze that to such a deep extent and you know you can annotate it and you can really really delve into the different meanings of the words of the roots of the words of the concepts of you know the traditional Arabic going back to its roots and really understanding what Allah was actually saying because the crazy thing I feel like the crazy thing crazy thing I've said that about three four times now but um I honestly I cannot explain to you how insane this is but like Every single word was was written in the Quran for a reason, right? Because if you think about adjectives, you think about synonyms, stuff like that, there are actually many ways you can say one sentence. You know, you can word it differently. You can decide to use synonyms. You can decide to just choose, you know, to reword it entirely, to basically kind of give it a different way of life. But the, the thing about the Quran in Arabic especially is the fact that, you know, in Arabic, every word has its own meaning and rather... Every word has been placed in that sentence for a reason. So, um, obviously, for people like you and me, maybe we don't actually understand that to a certain extent. And um, that's when the tafsir of the Quran comes into place. So, meaning the tafsir, what, what, that does, what does that mean? Um, I want to say it's the word exogenesis. Um, 
but in relation to that it's literally just the deeper understanding the the kind of like um annotation of the quran and i never really truly understood this i thought that if you just read it in your mother tongue like for example i would read it in english you know that should be enough so um if i was to read it in in english i'll get get an understanding and you do okay you do get an understanding you do understand what's actually being written in the quran but you know the level of depth that you can go into that the the meanings that you can research and analyze it's just absolutely incredible and i never really understood this until i was getting into islam so like i say though um this isn't just an episode about you know how to do the tafsir of the quran because one thing i would like to point out right from the get-go is that i am not an expert um i am far far from that i would never ever claim to be an expert in this in this you know matter in these types of matters um all i'm just trying to do is give you guys a bit of an insight into how i do things or maybe you know how i view things um so just just saying please don't like kind of like refer back to this as your bread and butter definitely do your own research definitely talk to your people that are more knowledgeable in this more experienced and just you know reach out so um first of all like i said about in terms of studying islam i think i started off from the very very basics so truly just understanding what's kind of required me etc but in terms of like um you know texts and understandings and meanings and all that type of stuff um this is quite uh funny but the first thing i ever started off on was um i think it was so it was basically very very simple dhikr okay and just truly understanding what that dhikr meant and um just understanding what the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said about it at the time what the sahaba said and you know just understanding the hadiths and then i kind of moved on to lectures from some you know people here and there on youtube uh for example umar suleiman and i just kind of stuck to that one then naman ali khan and you know just basically going back here and there just kind of like researching about islam and just like you know watching lectures and just watching people who knew more about it because honestly it really does revive a part of you and um in terms of like the zikr right basically you want to say zikr or zikr but in terms of that what did i do so um there was quite a few obviously you know that you may or may not know for example after praying after doing your salah you say subhanallah alhamdulillah allahu akbar right and you know i just tried to understand what those meant and just trying to understand why we say that so um obviously i wrote that down i wrote what those meant then i kind of went on to allahumma inni asaluka jannah you know which just means ya allah i ask you for jannah and you know what we all know from that one is if you say that three times it's like you know jannah is basically on the day of judgment jannah is going to ask allah to enter you into it so that's like basically paradise saying no you can't go to hell because i'm asking you to come in here right and then there was just other forms that are so so powerful so for example la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu lahul mulk wa lahul hamd wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadeer and obviously there'll probably be people out there whose arabic is 10 times better than mine so um if you're like laughing at me saying that then you know what i laugh with you <laughs> but um in terms of this is one thing that i'm going to make very important right from the get-go and um this kind of relates back to the mistake i made in last week's episode um so wherever you decide to get your information from wherever you decide to do your research from uh whatever type of things that you you know read and listen to 
please just make sure that you're doing your research on that as well. So please make sure that you're taking your information from authentic places, from, you know, good sources, from knowledgeable places. Always double check whatever you read and just do your research on that because things you're going to come across are, um, you know, some people are out there writing with no clue, right? Imagine me, like I don't have much knowledge and me deciding to start up like a, I don't know, like a like a very official website on all of this stuff and putting down my notes and stuff but I mean like what are my accreditations right and do I have any accreditations in relation to my studies in Islam not really because I am a knowledge um sorry I'm a student of uh just you know my own basically desires like I just want to seek knowledge uh, just for myself really I'm not really doing a PhD I'm not really doing anything like that as such and I would love to obviously but that's like a whole different story for another day um, but in, in relation to that just be very very careful about where you choose your uh, research from and in terms of hadiths okay so hadiths are very very important because you know they are basically narrations so narrations of the time of the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um you know because the Quran is so beautiful and it's so important but to understand it to very you know greater meaning and to really truly understand the meanings behind it you're definitely going to have to understand the narration surrounding certain verses narrations surrounding certain aspects that even comes into play of you know like the the pillars of Islam so for example Salah what are the narrations surrounding Salah what are the narrations surrounding you know the dhikr at the time and you know stuff like that so um what we say uh, sorry what we mean when we say that is what did the Prophet Muhammad have to say about certain aspects of worship, certain aspects of Islam? You know, we, we say this, we hear this, etc, etc. But like the crazy thing is that we, if we were to just live the way the Prophet Muhammad lived or at least attempt that and we, you know, we tried to adhere to that type of way of life, we'd have none of the problems that we're facing today. Um, but, you know, to really truly understand that, uh, it's the narrations. And for me, it feels like I'm looking through a little window into that time um, of the generation. So, for example, if I ever read these narrations, these hadiths, and, you know, you can kind of like imagine like, oh, you know, people are saying that they're, you know, they're narrated, they're reported, you know, hearing the Prophet Muhammad saying this or, you know, hearing the Prophet say that or, you know, they were there at the time, they witnessed him saying that, things like that. That is really helpful to the way we understand our religion and the way we understand these verses and the way we understand what's required of us because, like I said it's a window it's like a window looking into how things should be right but one thing you have to be very very careful about hadiths is the chain um is it weak is it authenticated is it sahih you know which just basically means it's authenticated because that definitely gives you a very big insight into how much can you even trust this okay so when it comes to like the classifications of hadith for example um you've got quite a few um in relation to whether you should trust it or not because in this day and age especially in modern day technology you've got a lot that just kind of like appear out of nowhere and they're they're quite doubtful of its authenticity um and that's that's i think i think personally the reason for that really is like where these kind of come from is people kind of making them up or you know maybe misinterpreting them or words have been lost through translation and before you know it um people are using them and quoting them to kind of justify whatever they're you know doing and being like yeah well it's okay in islam because such such said this at such such time 
So when you basically come across something and it's a hadith, just always, always check its authenticity. And there's three types. Um, and obviously you've got weak. Um, now this is basically a hadith that is quite weak because maybe, you know, it was um, narrated by such a search or whatever, or, you know, it's just a kind of like ranking of it. Then you've got fabricated. Fabricated means there is literally no basis for it. There's no, there's not really any kind of like solid ground proof for it. Or, you know, a lot of the books like um, Al-Bahari and Muslim, um, for example, like they would be like no this doesn't actually exist like no one said this at the time and on top of that you've got sahi which is authentic now these are the type of ones that you should really be trusting and the crazy thing is obviously like you really do need to be doing your research the amount of times i've actually fallen into this trap is unreal because it's so hard to find information nowadays um especially when using uh, the web like sorry the web yeah like when you're using the internet uh for like a way to be finding your research not everything can be trusted on the internet we know this for sure and um again you should not be just about reading anything and just writing it down just definitely do your research so an example of how i fell into this trap one time was um i was just recently i'm basically i bought a new notebook to transfer my notes and um in transferring my notes i came across one of the dhikras that i written down and like some hadiths in relation to that so the dhikr was allahumma jinni minan nar which basically means oh allah protect me from the hellfire and um i had written a hadith in that uh saying that you know uh, it was supposedly said by the prophet muhammad وسلم, that um when you pray fajr then say before speaking to any of the people obviously this dua seven times and if you die on that day allah will grant you protection from the hellfire um so the thing is that with this, um, it was actually not an authentic hadith. And um, even though it isn't authentic, you just have to remember that it's mustahab, meaning it's kind of desired to ask Allah for um, paradise and protection from hellfire on a daily basis, right? But um, in relation to this um, kind of like dua and, you know, like what it was said in relation to that, um, it wasn't authentic. In Tirmidhi, um, the book of Tirmidhi, I think it is, or I can't remember if that's even a book, sorry about that. But because um, obviously, like I said, I'm not very knowledgeable in this. Um, it was it is definitely a very powerful kind of dua but nowhere does it say anything about fajr and maghrib or you know reciting it at a certain time or reciting it you know at fajr and reciting it at maghrib prayers and you know you you'll get um forgiven and straight away into you know protected from the fire it didn't say anything like that but obviously it is quite quite powerful so um that's one of the things that i would definitely suggest to you guys is to always check your research and to see where you're getting your information from because it makes a massive difference to your studies so uh first and foremost i think the best thing you could ever do is if you're thinking of um enrolling into kind of like um proper like islamic study courses or like alma courses or um tafsir of the quran courses hadith courses i would strongly recommend first of all try to get a knack for studying yourself so um just kind of like do your own kind of research and see if this is really for your thing and some people may sit here and be like you know what i'm not even that close you know to even studying in the first point i think the best thing that helped me definitely was just getting close to my dean first and foremost like doing the basics doing the bare minimum so for example praying five times a day um uh, fasting um you know and kind of like wearing the hijab and stuff like that like just doing what's kind of expected of me and required of me and then kind of moving upon this level does that make sense and i would first like firstly love to be enrolled on some sort of course and um, it is september so i kind of like 
started looking into him a bit late and kind of missed the deadlines for him and then I have seen some of you here and there but they just do not fit in with my uh, work schedule which is quite sad however I did come across one alhamdulillah that um it's going to be like an introduction to studying the Quran um, and the keys to understanding the Quran basically and they're going to be going through quite a bit of things like this um, and that starts on I can't remember the day for the life of me if anybody follows me on Instagram I will be putting it up again I did put it up at, at the beginning it's called keys to understanding the Quran and um, it's going to be online so that's a good thing um, it is literally only £10 and it's just three I think three dates so like every saturday or something for three weeks um and i'm looking so so forward to that um but yeah you can look into things like that so firstly um like i said i'd say do the bare minimums like praying on time and stuff like that and then when you want to start to kind of like practice studying i'd say definitely just look into the basic words and stuff so for example you know like zikr that really helped me because it was just small and it was just basic really to stand or start off on then i kind of like just like for fun kind of but like also it really just made me wow like really open my eyes it was the 99 names of Allah so in the 99 names of Allah Asma'ul Husna was really good because honestly not only does it kind of like uh first of all teach you a little bit about Arabic um like you know Al-Alim is um you know the all-knowing and for example Alma and stuff like that Alim like you know people of knowledge so it all relates to knowledge right and that is one of the names of Allah um so things like that Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim um Rahma is a term of uh, mercy and um you know in in Urdu we say Rahmat and so you can see a lot of links between Arabic and other languages such as like Turkish and Urdu etc etc so um you'll pick up a bit of things here and there right just naturally and I hope that for you as well um and then secondly um, I would say start off if you want to start doing off tafsir or the Quran and um, is definitely start off from the baby verses right and the baby verses I mean is like right from the back of the Quran so from just 30 as in uh, Surah Al-Ikhlas, uh, Surah Al-Falak etc um, so this can actually take you a long time and I never actually realized this which is so funny because when I started to transfer notes and I was looking at the um, uh, translation really sorry the tafsir I'd done of Surah Al-Nas um, I literally in my book only had about a page and a half right and then compared to now when I was doing Surah Al-Falaq and I just you know it's just still not ending <laughs> and I've got like about four pages right now but the good thing that I did about that was I noticed that and I saw that and I realised that okay hang on I need to go back and do a lot more on Surah Al-Nas it can get quite hard in terms of like um, organising your notes and I've not really found a system for that yet if you're someone who likes to just use you know your laptop whatever um and you know kind of like have it all in one place and have it all online really i think this would not be an issue for you organizing for me however i i don't know what it is about notebooks and stuff i would just really like to write them down and so i have been doing that and one thing i did notice was that i think it's best to have a separate notebook for tafsir of the quran and a separate notebook for for example studying arabic um which obviously i'll get on to later on but um definitely it'd be good to have two different notebooks so secondly is obviously like where you get your knowledge from etc etc so the first one is the quran guys first and foremost i think the quran what what better means of knowledge is there out there than the quran and for you to really understand the surah that you're doing i think first of all obviously read it in arabic 
um, get a feel for it and then read it in English um, and just really understand the verses kind of like just read them and understand okay so this is you know this verse has six verses there's six ayahs in uh, this surah etc and just really get a feel for that because sometimes you'll realize you actually can pick up on more than you 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 know more than you think basically and you'll really just understand that and then um, I'd say, obviously, you know, write that down, whatever, and start moving on to some of the tafsir. So um, firstly, I don't want to be promoting like anyone out there or, you know, saying, oh, go to this person, go to that person, because, you know, what do I know? Um, but firstly, I'd say the very first person I ever came across doing this and having such good kind of like, extensive resources on it was Noman Ali Khan. So Noman Ali Khan, obviously, he runs kind of like Bayna Institute in America and they do a lot of this, reaching out to the youngsters, just reaching out to people in general about um, Islam. And one of the things about him is he's very knowledgeable in um essentially the the arabic kind of like language okay and not only is he knowledgeable in that then he's also very knowledgeable in the quran as in you know kind of like analyzing it interpreting it etc and so the two of them kind of go together as in your understanding of arabic and arabic words and arabic you know history and kind of like understanding that referring back to uh, the quran so the crazy thing is um i never really understood as in how um where it was kind of revealed the surah what time it was revealed what time of like point what pinnacle it was revealed at you know in the time of the prophet muhammad how all that kind of even relates back to the meaning of the quran back to the meaning of the surahs okay that does and honestly i could sit here for hours and talk about that and how amazing that is but i think i want to leave that to you guys because number one if you're not really interested in that then obviously i can't do anything about that but number two um i feel like the first time you ever realize that for yourself is like wow subhanallah like your eyes like i just feel like the universe explodes in the middle of your eyes right and all these stars come out nowhere because that's how i felt um but one thing I would say is go onto YouTube and type that in. So type in like Tafsir of Surah Al-Nas, Tafsir of Surah Al-Falaq, Tafsir of Surah Al-Ikhlas um, and just listen to it. Okay. Um, and the thing with his is you will see, you'll just know it. You'll just be able to, it's just, just, just distinguishable. Um, uh, it's like quite dark red. It says Bayna Institute and it's basically the audio. So I'm assuming it's been recorded from his classes of Tafsir. And honestly, the level of detail, subhanAllah, is absolutely amazing. You'll start to slowly realize, hang on, I don't know, like, am I supposed to be writing everything down? So what I was doing was I was writing it all down, making my own notes. But I actually found someone on the internet who had kind of like revised the notes and kind of like made a nice little handout on it. And I will be linking it in this um, podcast, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, but basically, it's called thethinkingmuslim.com. And you can find their um, tafsir notes based on Naman Ali Khan's commentary. Um, and the great thing about that is... Um, the thing is i think it's i, I want to say on youtube he provides obviously like a commentary but if you subscribe to his um institution i think it's a full commentary i'm not entirely sure but i'm not gonna lie the commentary on youtube is just so detailed i think for surah al-ikhla sorry surah surah falak it's like um an hour and 46 minutes and there's a lot of detail so obviously like i said what this guy did was he um has not just um 
done the tafsir from that but he has also kind of like looked back at other sources as well and he's even listed those sources and he's kind of built like mini handouts so if I click on one right bang on uh, Surat al-Nas okay so it opens up like a pdf and this is three pages worth of bullet notes and kind of like explanations and um it's amazing honestly like um he's just really gone into it so like there's an introduction tafsir of the verses um and by the way when i say tafsir of the verses like he's what he's done is separated it verse by verse so in surat al-nas you've got the first verse which is say i seek refuge okay that just shook me up so much i was just recording this episode and one of my posters just fell like it just kind of like fell to the floor and I think the blue tap must have not been holding it up well so that just shook me and stopped me in the middle of my sentence but I I think what I was saying was that this man has done tafsir of the verses so if you look it's like number one say I seek refuge with the lord of the people and then he's kind of like just gone over like made some bullet points on what he you know what Noman Ali Khan has been saying about that and the good thing obviously with handouts as we all know is probably there's always space on the side and you can always add more paper and you can add more post-it notes I kind of like just kind of like expand on that so you can add your own detail to this it just saves you from having to write down every single word now obviously if you've got a notebook what you can do is what I aim to do is inshallah print this off and kind of like just stick it in my notebook and then obviously like do some more annotations around the side of it um but obviously like I said I will link that in the um description box for today's episode and um I'm not gonna lie like I said like he's done quite a bit so far he's only done I think 41 um yes he's done 41 uh surahs um and i think he's even done so he's done some of the big ones okay and some of the big ones there's quite a few more pages for them um but like i said he hasn't done every single word so it's best off if you do that yourself if you would have really liked to but yeah um another thing you can do is obviously join a course now some of these courses are very expensive so please do watch out for that and like i said double check the accreditations and the sorry accreditations of the people doing them but obviously allahu alim you know allah knows best and just do what you can do to be honest with you and if you really feel that passion for it which i'm sure you will you will definitely want to go and seek more knowledge on that in relation to studying arabic um i don't think this is as hard personally but i just feel like it requires more commitment so i started off on duolingo okay and duolingo is so good in the sense of like kind of like low-key active recall and um starts here from the basics you know you can learn the letters you can learn everything the numbers um and also it just helps you and makes you understand like um the um what's it called now phonics <laughs> is that what it is the vowels and kind of like joining letters and you know seeing how names are spelled and pronounced and then you move on basically but i do think it's quite slow in that sense like it does take you a while to move on um another thing that a very nice person pointed out to me she's called um Catherine, uh i can't say his surname unfortunately but she's on instagram uh she basically pointed me in the direction of um of the rahman's um sources basically so this man had essentially he's you know studied and he's taught this course um of arabic and um i think it was in toronto and it's basically like um record recordings of his classes and the handouts and the textbooks and the textbooks are both like in english and arabic and urdu as well even um and the handouts like i said and then the mp3 audio even um and they only in arabic so there's no translation grammar 
that's basically just to teach you the proper pronunciations but like I said there are DVDs where in don't get me wrong these are all like recorded um and obviously uploaded so they kind of like play as little videos like youtube videos kind of thing it's really good I'm, I'm not gonna lie it's really really good stuff um i already learned so much i'm not again like i said gone through a lot of it um but it's basically been uploaded for book one book two and book three and then he's even got side books um and then others like i say you know dvds of the language etc so um i will again be linking this and please do check it out in your free time you can also obviously find courses that are going to teach you arabic you can do them the good thing with a lot of these courses by the way is that they they have many options so evening courses for example so if you're at university or you're working um and you know it doesn't really affect or clash your hours obviously like i said mine it does clash because i i work quite long shifts um but the thing is like you can definitely enroll onto one and kind of balance it on the side of whatever you're doing in your current life so if you need kind of like more guidance and more direction in your learning as such definitely join one of these courses and I do intend to do that as well um inshallah in the future um but yeah definitely I think the best thing as well is to study fiqh like as in um you know the what yes and no's the wrongs and rights of islam like why don't we do this basically everyday life so like insurance interest mortgages uh things like that you know um just basically how we should be living our lives in relation to islam but um definitely i think start today and the reason for that is because one of the biggest things about us being muslims is that we are supposed to be actively seeking the knowledge and the deen of what we are living and um it, it honestly just it just get up and just do it honestly just start from somewhere just grab a pen grab a new notebook and just start with something that really really touches you really really pulls on your heartstrings so for me that's the quran um i i love anal- analysis annotations and stuff like that i always did and what more is better than me analyzing the quran and arabic is such a beautiful language so everyone has their own kind of like level of uh, analysis level of depth what they really really want to understand and go for it honestly there's the greatest thing about islam is as well number one it's easy like it's been made easy for us um and nothing is supposed to be complicated in that but number two also is the fact that there is so much there's so much subhanallah there's so much knowledge that you could be doing there's so much knowledge that you could be taking um and understanding and it's up to us whether we want to or not and obviously it's not like you're um kind of like set to a certain deadline or a certain time like an academic year obviously you would be if you're doing a course um but this is something you could just be doing on the side and i definitely definitely recommend it another thing that comes in handy is obviously timetables we all know how good and effective timetables are but definitely i think if you wanted to kind of structure your so-called academic year for yourself maybe just sit down and write down a list of topics that you really want to go through or maybe for example if you were doing tafsir of the quran write down the surahs now one thing i would definitely say is don't give yourself a day to do one surah i would definitely say maybe give yourself a week to do the small surahs and then definitely maybe like two weeks to do the big surahs right if that's how you want to do it and then like put it into an excel spreadsheet make a timetable spit it out and just get working on it like just definitely try to commit yourself to some sort of schedule and that's not just me telling you guys that's kind of like me telling myself as well like to you know a way to stick to what i want to do um because sometimes you know i really know when life gets in between and like working gets in between but at the end of the day make a timetable use your nice funny colored notes you know use your highlighters if you're a person who writes on a laptop do it on your laptop but just be seeking knowledge in some way or the other and obviously on top of that as well as well is 
um seek it from the right means and the right sources because that makes a big difference like I said I made a mistake myself in last week's episode and I corrected it but the point is that maybe would have never happened if I had actually spent the time to go through all the sources that were available and really understand the depth of what I was saying so um I hope this this uh episode was uh very beneficial to you guys I hope I went into that in quite a bit of detail um if anybody would love to know how maybe I do it in more detail or just like a picture of my notes or whatever uh, let me know and I will uh, send them to you on Instagram or Twitter um and that's at the word affairs or just send me a message on um my website at www.thewordaffairs.co.uk take care guys um and once again please do just start just do it I mean if you're thinking of it if you would so much as love to do it just go for it because um honestly I feel like it gives you a sense of purpose as well and maybe I'm not the best person out there to be telling you all this advice if you know um you feel like you could still get more advice on it there's so many people on Instagram that are doing it side by side there's so many people in fact on YouTube that are doing it side by side and definitely check these people out just find them you know you can find them trust me and uh, like I said um find your sources as well so um I hope you guys like that and I will be joining you next week inshallah for another episode take care